right in front of us. We'll experience that. And so it's not just that we will experience the glory of Jesus in reading the Bible and in singing songs to Him. We will have a whole lot of fellowship and fun and all sorts of things together as God's people. We will experience Him in worship all together with each other. And finally, we'll experience Him in direct relationship. In direct relationship. Like I said, no one in Israel was able to just walk right into the Holy of Holies. And yet, that's exactly what the author to the book of Hebrews tells us to do. To walk straight into the throne room in prayer. That we have direct access to God right now. Direct access to the King of the universe right now. And we have it right now, but we will have it fully in the new heavens and new earth. Jesus will be present with us. The glory of this city, right? Paul, uh, John is describing it with all of these glorious gemstones and pearls and gold and all of the most beautiful things that he can describe it as. This glorious garden city. And yet, at the very center of it is Jesus. Even more glorious. Right? The reality is, right, that... that the sun, which illuminates everything that we see in creation, is glorious and more glorious than what we see in creation, right? Because it is literally lighting the way for us to see it. And in the new heavens and new earth, there's no sun. Now, I don't know if that's a, a, a literal description of no sun, but a figurative description for sure that the sun is what illuminates things for us and is the most glorious thing that we can see. Therefore, Jesus is that in the new heavens and new earth. He illuminates everything for us, and He is more glorious. He is more glorious than anything else there. And in the midst of that, there is this incredible worship of Jesus. That there is people from every tribe, from every language, from every people and every nation, worshiping Jesus together. Imagine for a moment what that sounds like. Imagine for a moment hearing every language on the planet singing to King Jesus. When I was a student, I spent a summer in East Asia uh, with crew, and uh, we ended that trip in, at a conference in Korea. Um, and there was a uh, it was trying to gather folks from kind of all over the world, and there was a, an experience that we had uh, during one of the worship sessions where it was just this crazy, like, we, we couldn't really fathom what was going on in terms of, like, hearing people from, like, a hundred countries praying together, and it sounded like ocean waves. But you could hear this, like, all these different languages. And in the new heavens and new earth, it will be that multiplied even more. To experience all of those things, to worship Jesus in that because He's present with us. This is eternal joy and deepening joy. I like to think about this in terms of, I think we uh, often think, okay, so what, what does that mean in terms of our experience of that? 
Does it mean that all of us uh, experience God in the same exact way? Uh, how do we do that? All the, I, I mean, I think we, we're in spaces in which the, the Bible's not super clear on what our specific experience will be like in the new heavens and new earth, right? But if we are to be resurrected and glorified as we are, I don't think that that means that you lose your personality or the individual ways in which you connect with the Lord. Because Jesus, in his resurrected glory, was recognizable by his disciples. And if he's the pattern for us, it is uh, reasonable for us to assume you're still going to be you without sin, without brokenness, in glory. Meaning you will experience God in the way that you experience God. We all experience God slightly differently in that way. Some of us experience uh, more intimacy with God at this point because we've been walking with him longer, or whatever that looks like. So what I like to think about the new heavens and new earth being like is imagine your capacity to experience the glory of God like a cup. Your capacity to see Jesus, to experience him, is like a cup. Now, in the new heavens and new earth, every one of our cups will be completely full. But they might not all be the same size, because some of us have experienced more of Jesus, right? Like if, if there's the reality of our obedience to the Lord actually helps us to experience him more, right? The longer you walk with Jesus, the more intimacy you'll experience with Jesus. And so it's reasonable for us to assume like we're going to experience more or less intimacy with Jesus, but it will be totally full. So there's no level of comparison or any of those things. And yet, also, our cup will ever be expanding. So you will always have an experience with Jesus which is completely full. You will experience His glory. You will be near to Him. And yet, it will always be expanding and deepening. Your capacity to experience more and more of Jesus will always be growing, just as it is now, right? This is the way in which we will experience the Lord, the ever-expanding, overflowing joy of Jesus for all eternity. So in light of that, in light of the fact that Jesus is the center of all of these things, that he is the most glorious person in the universe, and that we experience him in the new heavens and new earth as he has brought us home, what do we do now? Like, okay, that sounds great. But like, what's the point of talking about all of those things? What do we do now? Well, John tells us in Revelation 22, the spirit and the bride say, come. Let everyone who hears this say, come. Let anyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. What John is saying here is, you can come and fill your cup now. John is saying this not in a come to this eternal place. He's saying this for you now. That you have access to God now where you can come and drink deeply from the water of life. You can come and drink from the presence of God in the person of Jesus. If you're here this morning and you're not trusting in Jesus and Him alone for salvation, you're not a Christian, you're, you're, you're here and you're just wondering what this experience is like, 
if life has made you thirsty to experience glory, come to the Lord Jesus and drink deeply. Come near to the Lord Jesus and drink deeply from the water of life. And if you're a Christian, you're trusting in Jesus, come and drink deeply from Jesus. The point of us talking about the reality that Jesus is the most glorious being in the universe and the glory of the new heavens and new earth is because we have access to Him right now. When Jesus said, it's better that I go away, He did not mean it's better that I go away so that you experience this longing so that you're really excited when I come back. No, he really meant it's better for you if I go away because the Holy Spirit will dwell in you and you have direct access to God through the Spirit. He really meant you can experience me. You can be near me. We have this for all eternity, but that has started right now. right? We looked at this passage uh, last week in uh, Corinthians in which Paul says, you are now new in Christ. You're a new creation. The new has already come. It's broken into the old. And we can now live in that. We can live in this reality by the Holy Spirit that we have Jesus. We've talked a lot in this series, in this book, about mission and obedience and in primarily in suffering as we love our neighbor. Right? That the cost of following Jesus in this book of Revelation is that we would suffer in order to love our neighbor. That we would not take the tools of Babylon and violence, but we would take and follow the Lamb, willing to die for the sake of my neighbor, to love my neighbor. All of those are true, absolutely. But it can only happen if it's an overflow of this reality, of you experiencing Jesus. It's not going to happen if it's just this duty that we have to work up. We will leave it aside when it gets hard. It will only happen if it is an overflow of our joy. Only if we are so enthralled with the person of Jesus that we can't help but go wherever the Lamb goes. Revelation 14.4 They have kept themselves as pure as virgins following the Lamb wherever He goes. They have been purchased from among the people on earth as a special offering to God and to the Lamb. This is describing the church. They follow the Lamb wherever He goes. This summer, as we're away on sabbatical, what I am praying for myself and for our family and for this church is this. That we follow the Lamb wherever He goes. That we experience Jesus has this great joy and that we are willing to follow him wherever he goes because he's glorious. Because he's glorious. That we are so captivated by his beauty, his wonder, his kindness, his love for us, his adoring of us, that we are ultimately captured by Jesus' glory. Jesus is all-knowing. Jesus, as we have seen throughout this, is all-powerful. Jesus is ever-present. Jesus is fully just and righteous. He is holy. 
and He is kind. He is true, and He is faithful, and He is King. And we get more and more and more and more of Him. This is not a one-time experience that we have with Jesus that's this glorious moment of discovering who He is. No, He is a person, and persons are complex and we need to de- dig deep into who he is, and we will never find an end to his glory. We will never find an end to his glory. So let's go to him. Let's go to him. Let's go to him in his word. Let's read our Bibles. And let's read our Bibles not as this checkbox that we have to check off, right? That I had my quiet time uh, today, and therefore I did my duty as a Christian, right? There's no command in the scriptures, that you have to read your Bible every day. It's just not there. So, actually, uh, sometimes I say, uh, don't hear your pastor saying not to read your Bible. Hear your pastor saying, you are not required to read your Bible every day. Do it not because you're required to do so, but because here is Jesus. You want to experience Jesus? You want to know what for all eternity you're going to focus your attention on? The most glorious thing that is going to be your reality? He's here. Let's go to God's Word, not because it's this duty, but because we get to experience Jesus. Let's share the Gospel with others. Not because we want to be good soldiers doing our duty in the kingdom, but because we're so excited about Jesus and who He is that we simply can't stop talking about Him. Let's not focus our attention on, hey, here is how you build relationships so that you can share the Gospel in this way, do this process. No, let's focus on just falling in love with Jesus. And I bet if you fall in love with Jesus, as you interact with your neighbors, you know what you're going to talk about? Jesus. Let's fall in love with Jesus. Let's serve the poor and the marginalized in our city and love them because they are made in the image of our incredible God. And let's do it because we want to experience Jesus and that's where He is. He's serving those folks. It's where He's at. He's on mission. And so let's go experience Him by being His hands and feet. Let's stand for truth and justice. Not to score bonus points as culturally sensitive citizens, but because Jesus, our King, stands in the place of justice and we follow the Lamb wherever He goes. So if it's a thing that Jesus cares about, it's a thing that we care about. Because we love Jesus and we follow the Lamb wherever He goes. Let's enjoy creation and let's care for it. Not because God is an angry landlord and we fear Him, coming and seeing that we're not going to get our security deposit back because we've kind of made a mess of the place, which is pretty true. We have made a mess of the place, probably not getting that security deposit back. But let's not see God in that way. Let's not care for creation or enjoy God in creation because of that, because that's not who He is. He's our Father and He's given us the whole earth as our home. We will inherit the earth. Gives us the new heavens and the new earth. The whole thing to the church. Let's care for it now because the Father has said, all of the, everything that I own is yours. It's all yours. 
Let's care for it because He's a good and loving Father. And because we can experience Jesus in that. You know, I think I'm convinced that Christians should weep more than anyone else. Weeping with the broken and hurting because we know the depth of that experience and because our Lord knows that, we should weep at real brokenness. We should also party better than anyone else. Truly and honestly having the greatest joy in all creation because the God of the universe has said, all of this, everything there is here is yours. Enjoy. Enjoy. He takes great delight as we delight in the things that He has made for us. Let us forgive and love each other and enjoy fellowship with one another. Dig into the hard stuff and stick it out with each other, not because it's the right thing to do, but because in it we experience the body of Jesus. If we are the body of Jesus, right, we are not experiencing Jesus when we're not experiencing one another. Right? When we're fighting against one another or holding grudges against one another or failing to forgive one another or holding on to bitterness, we are not experiencing the body of Jesus as He wants us to experience one another. Let's do this not because it's the right thing to do, but because we want more of Jesus. Right? We cannot have a me and Jesus thing. Right? You can't say, I am totally in love with Jesus, but I want nothing to do with God's people. Because that's not what Jesus is doing. So we can't experience Him in that way. If we want to experience Him in all His glory, we've got to actually stick it out in the hard stuff. And I know that that's hard. <laughs> that's why I said we should be the people that weep more than anyone else. Because we've got to stick it out with each other. <laughs> and it's more glorious than anything else. When we really dig in and care for one another. And really experience the glory of Jesus together with each other. Following the Lamb wherever He goes. And then, let us hope, beyond hope, for the day when our faith becomes sight. When our joy, which is partial now, becomes complete. When we are with each other with no curse. And when we get to stand before King Jesus in all His glory and experience that. There's a hope there. That's the point of this book. The point of this book is not to tell you which news events to watch out for and where to hide. The point of this book is so that you would have utter hope in light of all of the brokenness around us, that you would be the most hopeful people because King Jesus will reveal Himself and He will call you home. And God's dwelling will be with us. He will call you into His family. He will make space for you to be present. He will come because of the great cost that He went through Himself and dwell with us. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we come before you now and we just want to experience you. Lord, in these 
moments, quiet rest, sitting here thinking about your glory, Lord, would you come and meet us? Lord, I confess that it is often true for me that my heart does not rejoice most in you, King Jesus, but in other things. Lord, I confess that, I repent of that, and I ask that you would help us to confess and repent of those things. And not because you're angry with us, but because you are far better. Would you let us experience your glory because you are so wonderful? Jesus, would you let us experience who you are because you are so great? Jesus, would we know beyond a shadow of any doubt that you love and adore us? And in that, would we be transformed by your glory? Jesus, let us see you, we pray. In Christ's name, amen. I invite you to-